0: We're good?
1: I think so. Is it, is it, I, I think so. Is it
0: happening at this point? So, okay, all right. So the fans are off. Dog is fed. All right. Um, you got your rings off. Pants are off. No? <laughs>
2: Wait,
1: give me a second. All right, hang on. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. All right. <laughs> From Rochester, New York, the home of... Or very strange people. This is FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And everything can be geeky if you love it enough. Starring Billy DeTori starring, Tanya Metris starring, Dan Carmen, and also starring me. I am your host. My name is Chris.
3: Hello. Hello, and hello. Hello. I'm glad I had the foresight just to not wear pants.
2: <laughs> See, you know
0: It makes it, it so for, much
1: easier.
3: It made yeah. for
0: a very awkward walk up Dewey Avenue to my house, but still <laughs> <laughs> you made it work. That's sure, why Juno you, was barking. You owned it. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I mean if, if you saw someone walking down the street with no pants, would you say anything? Not,
1: not this in this city. And age. No, yeah. not uh, in this day and age, no. It depends. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they were wearing depends, I don't know. Yeah, 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 that's right. I don't know. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Doing good. It's been a week. Are you yeah. okay there, brother? Yeah,
1: just thinking about it. I think, am I doing okay or not?
0: Yes, yes. Do an inventory check. Yeah. Yes. Um, all we, parts we are, are there. We are all in our in a part of our life where it's basically when you wake up in the morning, you can hear Picard in the background going, "Damage report." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm saying it. it's a thing. It is. It is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, all parts present and accounted for, sir. Yeah.
0: Good to know. Some assembly required. Anyway, so, all right. Um, I don't think I have anything really for for an opening today, so let's just start talking about what we're going to talk about. We can do a quick break, and then then we're going to jump into it in earnest, but we're going to continue our new series on not-a-book-clubbing the world at this point. And we're going to start uh, with a continuation of what we were talking about last week. We talked about Star Wars, A New Hope, Episode Four, the first original movie of the Star Wars franchise. Today is going to be none other than... Empire Strikes Back, the sequel to end all sequels, the, the, the sequel that set the standard for what a second movie should look like in a franchise, uh, and uh, the ups and the downs and the the, the technical aspects of, of what that was all about, and there's Juno. Yeah. And the squeaky toys. And the squeaky yeah. toys. Juno's <laughs> in the background doing her thing. She's like, oh, no. You, she, Ty took the toy away, and then she looked at you like, you're going to throw it now, right? No,
4: nope. so- <laughs> Later.
0: That's not going to help Dan. She's going to bring it back now. So we're going to take a quick break while I stash Juno in my room, and then when we come back, it's time for The Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. It is a dark time for the Rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker have established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. Got it on take two, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I was supposed to hit record right there. I oh, oh, you! No.
0: Mean person, you! <laughs> How well, is Luke leading already? See that's a weird thing. I mean, there's how much time is supposed to be between three years? There's three years three between years? the first and uh-huh. the second movie. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I guess it's kind of an yeah. evolution of a thing. I mean, okay. He started as a hero, and and he is the main character. So there's plot armor involved right. in his career, right? Mm-hmm. But the, you you do ask a very good question. I mean, but by that time he was he was Commander Solo or Commander Skywalker, wasn't he? Which is in 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 the Star Wars ranking system is above Captain. So he moved up fast. He did.
1: I mean, he did, he did shoot the... You know, he blew the, up a Death Star. Yeah, I mean, it's a little
0: minor thing. That must count for something, yeah. I yeah. suppose. That's at least two or three ranks. He had Plus a, nepotism. Nepotism, yeah. yes.
2: He, he doesn't know job, it yet. He though. got a job from a sister yeah.
0: he didn't even you know he had.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Which is a little disturbing <clears throat> earlier in the movie when they kiss. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yes.
2: <laughs> See,
0: that's... That's the it's thing that best that's keeps in the family. <laughs> oh boy! See, that's that's the big Star Wars reveal from from Return of the Jedi that throws everybody into a tizzy when they stop and they're like, "Wait a second! Didn't mm-hmm. he have the hots? He had the hots for her."
3: Which and makes it, you know that they didn't plan that right. mm-hmm. in the first couple movies because right. it was almost a romantic triangle. And yes. Mm-hmm. Then she's trying to make Han jealous, and, uh-huh. and so when Lucas wrote Star Wars and now Empire Strikes Back came at the. He wasn't planning on making Luke and Leia sisters. No. Sisters? S- sister, S- sisters, S- Siblings? Yeah. Well,
1: there's another secret.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Luke's actually a girl? That's why
1: Luke doesn't Luke's, have any children. Yeah. Luke's <laughs> been trans all along,
0: so that's all good there. Um,
1: He's with the times.
0: So the adventure continues in this Star Wars sequel. Luke Skywalker, played by Mark Hamill, Han Solo, again, Harrison Ford, Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher, and Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, uh, face attack by Imperial forces and the at walkers on the ice planet. Uh, While Han and Leia escape in the Falcon, Luke travels to Dagobah in search of Yoda. Only with the Jedi Master's help will Luke survive when the dark side of the Force beckons him to the ultimate duel with Darth Vader, played by David Prowse and James Earl Jones. It was released May 21st of 1980. How old were you in, on May 21st night you and I were nine, nine. nine. You, were nine. nine. So you were seven no I was eight you were eight okay so because well, your birthdays after that my birthday that. my I mean. birthdays in March okay so you guys so are you' were eight time. we were nine and Billy you were like 15 14 14 15 yeah okay <clears throat> so we were still like this is this is a kids movie because mm-hmm. Lucas has always made it very clear this is a kids movie but we were we were Old enough to understand a little bit more about it. I mean, you were probably a little bit more mature than the three mm-hmm. of us. No. Well, that's within no, reason. No, yeah. Within reason. He was older. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Directed by Ir- uh, Irvin Kirshner. Story by George Lucas. The budget was $33 million.
4: Which Lucas bankrolled himself.
0: Yes. Because he could. <laughs> <And> because <laughs> well, he, well, he's no, the first one. Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> because I just thought that he did not want to um, give the rights to any major <clears throat> studio.
0: Right. Yep. And I think he stuck with that for the... Yep. I mean, it's always been a Lucasfilm kind of a thing until mm-hmm. Disney took over the yeah, sequel. Yeah, totally he
3: went with the upstart Disney Corporation. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that newcomer. L- l- little known...
4: It was an, um, he bankrolled the $18 million do- 18 million production himself using a combination from the profits of um, episode four and a bank loan.
0: That's amazing.
1: Hmm. Yep. Well, I guess it paid off.
0: Well, you know, you uh, walk into a bank and you're like, I need a loan to make a movie. And they're looking at like, well wait, what? And, like, I'm George Lucas and I made Star Wars. This is the Star Wars sequel. Okay, here, have the money. Have the money. <laughs> yeah,
1: after, after Star Wars came out, it was a little easier, I bet.
0: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, he had just slept for the first one, so mm-hmm. the second one, not so much. Right. Um, and and it, I like how, I mean, the first movie, we talked about it a little bit last week where, you know, even Billy makes the mention that the first couple sequences – he doesn't really remember. I mean, they stand out, but they don't stand out. the The story itself takes some time to really kind of get his traction and then off and running. This one dives right in. Mm-hmm. This one is boom. We're we're on Hoth. We're preparing for an attack. We're we're working on the base. We're understanding that any at any moment something is about to happen, and their urgency you could feel it throughout the entire building of the first couple of sequences. We know that know the characters already. Yeah, we, we do too. Mm-hmm. That's that's know a plus. Know the characters and
3: mm-hmm. Hoth is to me is visually. Sort of arresting. It's. Mm-hmm. it's I, I can still picture it in my head. Mm-hmm. The uh, Wampa, who I like to now refer to as Bumble, <laughs> <laughs> because he looks like the abominable snowman in yes. Rudolph. <clears throat> the, the whole sequence yeah. um, mm-hmm. where Luke gets captured. And, you know, I'd always heard, and now I read this morning, it, that it was a myth that they used the uh, uh, Wampa- Attacking Luke to... Uh, Cover the s- potential to, scar from... From um, the car, car accident. Car accident yeah, that, Mark, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill had a car accident. Right. Now he's just... Now George Lucas says, no, it was just convenient. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was planning on doing that anyway. And mm-hmm. no, he could have just had his facial scars from being a, a rebel. Right, for
0: three mm-hmm. years at yeah. that point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And Commander Skywalker.
4: That, um, the car crash was in January 1977, but by the time the movie began filming, um, in 79, uh, Mark Hamill did not have any of the visible scars. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay,
0: huh. so yeah, again, you were you were saying it, it was more of a myth than anything else, but yeah. it, but it was a good story for people to chat about. But
3: it was literally a myth I believed until. Yesterday or today. <laughs> I mean, it was recently yeah. that he
0: debunked it. It's no. it, So that that urban myth, let, it, let, it stuck around for quite a long time. Yeah, TV, TV, to death. Oh, folks. Myth, okay. myth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
4: Now, do you know why um, they did the battle on the ice planet?
0: No, tell me. And not in space? I'm looking forward to hearing this.
4: Um, George Lucas decided that the battle on an ice planet was necessary because he felt that it was easy to cheat in space because the background was black Mm -hmm. and you could hide errors easily. So therefore, with the white background, the effects crews would have to work so much harder and the effects (laughs) would be much more impressive. So uh, the
0: reasoning that the the opening sequence was on an ice planet is that George Lucas is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Got maybe, it. Maybe
4: that—that's that, your interpretation of that. Of that, but
1: <laughs> he thought it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Uh,
3: <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> boy. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be a day.
0: You give me the toys, I'm gonna play with them. What the hell?
3: <laughs> but I guess they filmed that in Norway. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, I guess there was a scene where. Right after Luke escapes from the cave, uh-huh. where he's running through the snow, I guess they literally just yes. open the hotel doors. doors. Right, they're all the in the crew hallway. Was in the hallway. Yeah,
0: and he is out in the snow. Uh, <laughs> wow, um, I remember hearing that yeah. story. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I just yeah. saw
4: it. Uh, I don't know where it is. Yeah,
0: and you know, it's, but the, I also thought it was interesting. It was an interesting balancing act because the first part of the first movie was on Tatooine, so mm-hmm. hot sand. Mm-hmm. Second movie, Cold and Snow, and was and, and, and really not much of a balance until you get to the third movie, which is now around Endor. Mm-hmm. Nice, beautiful jungle, mm-hmm. foresty mm-hmm. Yeah. planet, yay.
4: But Tatooine is used in six of the movies.
0: Yes. Oh. It becomes that force mm-hmm. central kind of... We yeah. actually joked about this playing our Star Wars game. Because uh, we were we were talking about picking random planets on, like Tatooine. You know, all the interesting shit happens on Tatooine. It's, <laughs> it's, a, force, it's a force. Apparently, hub. it does. Yes. yes, it's a force hub. Anyway, um, so okay, so so we have we're into the action right off the bat, and it's it's interesting to me because the whole sense of it is that they are still setting up their base. They're talking about finishing up this, finishing up this project, working on this particular project, and they should be able to settle in. And immediately the empire shows up, and they're like, "Oh crap! Well, I guess we have got to break everything down and take off again." Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it, it's you—you you get that frustration level. You can sense the urgency. You can sense how they really are on the run, and they're—they're they, never given a chance to really breathe. Mm-hmm.
1: So the, the speeders—they weren't called snow speeders in the movies. They're called speeders, right? They? Yeah,
0: they were speeders, and they had to be adapted to the cold. So they were not right. built to be snow speeders, right. even
1: though like they're marketed afterwards as yeah, snow speeders. Snow speeders. Right. Like, you know, I, 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 yes, I love the snow speeder. I had a, one of the—I have, still have the big plastic snow speeder from way back then. And from who made them all the time? It was Kenner. I-
2: Kenner, Kenner? Was, was, we
1: should know because it was in that the, the, the toys that are made us. Yes, it was yes, the, the toys that made us. We did you know, that. The, the, the small toy company at the time called. I think it was Kenner, wasn't it? Kenner. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they had the. They took the. They took the risk.
0: And and boy, did that pay off for us. Yes. Them. So. But, yeah. So
1: it was just speeders. That's <laughs> why I was like. I thought they were called snow speeders, but I. You know they just called them the speeders and they mm-hmm. adapted them to the snow. So did they? They never were used anywhere else. No, you never I see, never see, them, see again.
0: them again. Yeah, just. They left them all behind with
1: harpoon guns.
0: I thought that was interesting. I thought, why would you do that? What was what was the whole methodology? What was the whole thinking of of a harpoon gun in the back end of the right and of the vehicle? And
1: that's what the person in the back. All he did was a harpoon. Yeah, gun, was the harpoon it? gun?
0: That was it. It's like wait. So you, are you anticipating being attacked by ADATs on a regular basis? I
1: right. He's facing backwards. Mm-hmm. He had a harpoon gun and a flying craft that has laser guns in the front. Yes, that were apparently ineffectual against. How come once one of the ADATs fell down you can blow it apart with one hit but when they're standing you can't
4: probably because you were able to get (laughs) into that little chink of the armor that you could yes. actually see at that yes. point.
0: You you had special lasers that had something called plot targeting system.
2: Oh yes,
4: you know how there was that special special uh, the
0: Achilles heel
4: of the Death Star in the mm-hmm. first movie. Yes. That that's what the ATATs have. Yes, they, that's they, it exactly. When they're down on their knees, they
0: blow up easier than on their yes. feet. Well, there's a lot of things that can say that. Oh, <laughs>
2: okay. whoa! Well, I can't we reach went, the button. We went down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we went down that road fast.
0: It's You're Chris not You're not helping With saying stuff like that You're not helping me At all Right like,
3: <laughs> Actually maybe The bone tick, pom pom yeah, Music No, seriously We need one of those
0: buttons To be like There we go
1: It's closest I got right yeah,
0: it's, now it's, but... it's all we got
4: Can you program other things I, Into those I, buttons I, I can yes oh, okay.
0: okay I might have to do Don't it for next
4: time
0: you can... <laughs> <laughs> Well you'll have to do
4: that For episode six. <laughs> uh, six Six Oh,
2: oh.
0: Anyway. Yes. <laughs> so where were you we again? <laughs> I have no idea anymore.
4: Okay, we were talking about it being filmed in Norway. Okay,
0: yes, Norway. I just want to take a quick moment to say that I love how the fact that we're trying this whole new focused format. It's working out so well for us. Right
3: hey, we're, we're still in Empire Strikes <laughs> yeah, Back. Know, so yeah. Yeah, still, yeah, at yeah, least we haven't started talking about Flash Gordon or something. You know, Flash? I do sure like the fact that... Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Savior of the universe.
4: Oh, are right. these open yet? No. <laughs> okay. But
0: you- I'm just Those open up are these uh this is white mini peanut butter cups. I'm just going to sit quietly. Oh my. <laughs> That's not very quiet. Okay, no no
1: Norway. Norway.
4: <laughs> the only way to get to the set in the midst of a blizzard during filming Filming in Norway was on a snowplow train, which had a giant auger on the front pushing the snow to deliver the actors to the set. The weather conditions were so severe that the crew put the camera in the back door of the hotel the cast mm-hmm. and crew were staying in and shot from out the door 12 feet from the hotel out in the blizzard. And that's what Billy was referring to yeah. in regards to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Couldn't
1: let the cameras freeze.
4: Right. And The um, actors,
0: that's optional. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah.
4: And Carrie Fisher didn't do any outdoor scenes in Return.
2: Mm-hmm. No, in no Empire. Empire.
4: But she traveled... To Norway, even though she was not scheduled to take part in any scene, she did it in order to spend time with the cast and crew. Oh,
0: because that's uh, that's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was so, amazing. Yep. There's there's somebody who I would love to have met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's uh, my that's my regret list.
1: But anyway, there's a lot of them. Yeah. That... Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. It's a very long list. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean that that's the kind of thing she would do. She would show. And and it was funny because when they did the tribute when she passed away and they did the tribute video of her, I thought it was probably the best tribute video I've ever seen. Because the the music was uplifting, right? I don't know if you've ever seen it. I'll no, I'll, sh- I'll I show it to you later. I'll we'll put a I'll put a link up so that Dan can put it up with this one. Uh, but they did this series of clips, and that woman, dead on, even in the press tour for Force Awakens and Last Jedi, um, she knew the the plea to Obi Wan speech, the whole thing. She could oh, recite cool. it at the drop of a hat. She and she and <laughs> Mark would say she knew all. She remembered all of her lines from the original movies. Plural, period. All mm-hmm. of them. She could go into scenes in Empire, scenes of Return of the Jedi, and just start rattling off Leia's lines as if it was just, you know, I'm going to be doing... Casual conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. a casual conversation. And she was going to be able to do it like... She's on set right now doing it. And it was, it was amazing. She just had a, a great ability to to do that sort of thing. But yeah, she reached out and she was always connecting with folks and, and making them feel like they were a part of something. I mm-hmm. thought that, that was... She really was the, the princess that held the whole mm-hmm. thing together.
2: Yeah.
3: And actually... Uh, While we're talking about uh, Carrie Fisher, Mm -hmm. also, you know, because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, she was in um, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yes. And I've I've read about her at the time. No, she had gone through her substance abuse issues. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Jason Mewes was... Having having issues, and I guess she took him. She became like a motherly figure to him. That's amazing. To try and help him, right? And she was. I guess they really bonded, and and he was like, she was really an influence on him cleaning up. That's great. That is a great
0: story. Mm -hmm. I remember she was on a talk show that Kevin Smith had several years ago. He had this like it was a specials. He would find it on. Like, oh, the Hulu show! The Hulu show, like, yeah, yeah. Um, spoilers, I yeah. Think. And when he knew when he knew she was going to be on, he, instead of the usual comf- big comfy chair for the guest, he had a massive yeah. throne built for her. Right, yeah. so here she is, this tiny little Carrie Fisher, all curled up with her legs under and just sitting there, all nice and casual. I she, I don't know if she had Gary at the time or not, her dog, mm-hmm. but there she is. She looked like. She looked even smaller in the size of this chair, but she had this enormous personality, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. And you can mm-hmm. tell the reverence that he had for this woman. Yeah, he, he
3: loved her as a little kid. He was oh, a yeah. big Star Wars nerd with all the toys. Oh, yeah, that's And still I... has his, like, collection from uh, his actual mm-hmm. kid where he, like, uh, letters he wrote to her oh, wow. and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, so, Kevin is seriously a spirit yeah. animal, man. So. He's
0: just, he's amazing. He's amazing. I would love to meet him sometime soon. Yeah. He'll have him on the podcast. Thought about her multiple times a day. Yes, he... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was that clip. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Uh, did you, were we were we were just talking about that? Where were, why is yeah, that fresh in my head I, right I now? Because I sent it to you. Earlier okay, today. that's that's okay. That's she,
1: she's was, on a um, interviewing with um with the uh, um the Graham Norton with the Grand Norton show. Graham, Graham Norton. Norton with with um, with Daisy Ridley mm-hmm. and and Carrie Fisher was passing on to Daisy how boys would think about her every day for you know years, multiple times a day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Something
0: for for. Daisy to look forward to Yes Please take that inference <laughs> As you see fit Alright so Norway <laughs> Norway <laughs> What does
3: Norway About 15
0: pounds <laughs> <laughs> I love it I can love it Alright what's our next Piece of trivia You wanted to talk about Because I see you Looking at the list Right now I'm trying to dissuade us From like focusing on Oh on...
4: um. Oh my
0: god. On the wrong things.
4: Okay, so if we're talking about... Or is it uh, the
0: right thing? <laughs> Norway,
4: Norway. The sound of the snow swirling on Hoth uh-huh. was produced by recur- recording surf sounds and then alternating, increasing, and decreasing the volume.
0: They really did... They were innovative mm-hmm. beyond <laughs> just normally what you would think for a, for a movie. You know, the Foley artists and the sound effects folks, They the, the what they did to go out... And get the noises of the various ships and the various, you know, and the, the environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was amazing what they did. The did you see how they, they
1: make it. the ships, the models? The, yes. Like, they took pieces from other models and put them together to make them look like this. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just amazing. I watched the props to history. Oh, right, right. Props to
0: history on TikTok, yeah.
1: And he, and he talks about, them. they took this part from this model and this part from this model mm-hmm. and this part and this model and somehow they made it, you know, another ship or a lightsaber.
0: It's
3: like or. what you talk about where you just take Legos and put them together. Mm-hmm. You didn't need sets. You just did whatever you felt like with yep. them. Mm-hmm. What what
0: looked right at the moment. Bill. Right. You know, You come up with an idea in your head and you find the pieces to make the idea work. You know, that was that was kind of a thing. Right.
1: And I figured they must have made them the pieces, but no, they took pieces from, from other, other things. things so, you together. know, the,
0: I mean, they would be more um Custom in the later movies, because you had CGI, you had artists that were more invested Mm -hmm. in that type of a thing, you had the ability to do it, you had the tools. But the first three movies were really kitbashed to high hell. Um, There was a guy who has a YouTube series, and he was going about the business, and we'll talk more about this in Return of the Jedi, in the big fleet scene when they're about to attack the second Death Star. Mm -hmm. Oh, spoilers, sorry. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, I never saw. I know, my God. Um, How he he would pick uh, ships out of the background in the Rebel fleet and kind of figure out what made them up. And he would start showing. And apparently he had a connection in the model builder's crew from Lucasfilm. So he'd be like, am I close? And be like, yeah, well, not bad. Yeah, that's what we did. Wow. <laughs> you know, has happened on a couple of occasions.
1: That's impressive that people can pick out that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. the sound effects. So they, the crazy sound effects. Yeah. Take this sound. Let's speed it up or slow it down and do this to it or this.
0: They apparently spent an entire afternoon when they were making the first Star Wars. They spent an entire afternoon at an air show. Recording all of the vintage World War II planes, wow, and the mm-hmm. planes that were flying overhead, and then mutating and molding and tr- like the, the Millennium Falcon is based on a P fifty one, amazing <laughs> on a Mustang or something like that. It, 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 there, there's the foundation of it, the engine noise, the, the the attention to detail, and finding the simple ways to do things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like now they would probably spend a million dollars to to generate a whole bunch of different sounds, but oh. back then they spent you know, a couple of tickets on an air show and, and went and recorded with with a tape deck.
1: I, I was watching a TikToker today about a guy, a sound, <laughs> sound professional, who's taking Bohemian Rhapsody and, and changing it. And the uh-huh. stuff. it's amazing the stuff they can do. I hated the end result of it because it just didn't sound right. Right. Because it sounded, but it's just amazing what they can take, even like from a song from, you know, 30 years ago, whatever, 40 years ago. And 50. just, that
2: long. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Uh-huh. Um, And just change the sound and, and just, oh God, just doing this and doing this. And, and just amazing the technology that's involved yeah. today. One person have. with
2: a computer. But and back they're off then, and running. Yeah.
1: They, they, yeah. they went to an air show and they took the sound yeah. and they did something with it. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh.
0: It, and I think that's, I would love to do an episode where we just talk about Foley art, artists and mm-hmm. sound effects and and stuff like that. I think it'd be great to. Kind of talk about the the artistry mm-hmm. that these people—they yeah. were truly artists created, back then—to be you know, able to, yeah. to make the things happen the way they did. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: I mean, it, it like harkens back to old time radio, mm-hmm. where it was theater of the mind, and mm-hmm. you know, there were people whose jobs was to. Make create the, all the noises that you yep. heard on the mm-hmm. Jack Benny show live in Green the background. Horning. Somebody yeah. doing yeah, a, yeah, whatever it was yeah.
0: So I mean, that's just that's an evolution from. Mm-hmm. There's the foundation of it, and the evolution is all the way to what we have today. But along the way, Lucasfilm, you know, and the the, the Lucas folks, this is what they did to make things happen. Mm-hmm. I thought that's it's it's, fanat- it's, it's fantastic. It's it is very impressive, fascinating yes. is mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. Fascinating,
3: and also impressive. It, it, Empire Strikes Back is out. I rewatched it Friday. <clears throat> it reminded me that those early movies felt like movies from the fifties. In, mm-hmm. in some aspects, I mean, the technology and the, I still not what it is today, but it was amazing to mm-hmm. see the battle on Hoth and the flight through the asteroid belt and everything after. You know, the fight scene with uh, Darth and Luke, but still the the. Chemistry between Han and Leia. Oh yeah, that's like a '50s romantic comedy. Oh, absolutely,
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely. It's it's right up there with all of the classics. You know, Mm -hmm. Bogart and Bacall and and, um, you know Spencer Tracy and
3: Uh, Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. Oh, absolutely. You Mm -hmm. know,
0: and and it's great because for me, Harrison Ford has always been that wonderful curmudgeon. Mm -hmm. You know, even back in the original days there were scenes where it just felt like he was just f- phoning it in i'm going to say it. It, it there but but he did it in such a cool style that you forgave him for it mm-hmm. you know there were times where he's just like you know he's not into it he's just doing it right but he he had this way of delivering it and being that presence on screen and of course He's as tall as I am. He's like six three, six four, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So he, and then you know, Mark Hamill's a very average height dude, and Carrie Fisher was so small. Mm-hmm. So he has this presence that's only overshadowed by by Vader, who's supposed to be this imposing thing, and Chewie, who's you know a mutant. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's seven yeah, seven and a half feet tall. So he has a presence, and he kind of like would walk his way through it. And and he, you know, it was funny how Mark and and uh, Han and Luke were supposed to be best friends after mm-hmm. a while, and I never really. Got that vibe. It was more like they were the guys who just they leaned on each. other. They were like buddy cops. Yeah, you know they, they were partners. They, happened, they were
3: friends because they had to be. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and they were partners mm-hmm. because they, they worked were, together. Yeah, they mm-hmm. worked together. But I didn't. I didn't see them as like they would not go out of their way for each other. They weren't or, bosom buddies or anything. Exactly. Like that. They, they were, were not just... like the the blood brothers kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Um, but but with Carrie Fisher, and this is the reason I brought this up. You could see that chemistry between the two of them. Mm-hmm. You 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 hinted at it, and I mean, and I know there's always the stories behind the scenes that that Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher had a little fling going on behind the scenes. Um, but you do see chemistry between the two characters. And it was like, Leia was the only one who could get Han to really kind of connect. And and so you can take that uh, on several different levels, you know, with actors, the actor's approaches, the story itself. But I do see that as not just the two actors, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, but the characters and the way they were written. You know, there there was that, she was the only one who could actually pull him out of of this Kind of like loner mm-hmm. shell, and and make him into something else.
3: Make him part of the group. Yeah, as, yeah. You no know, someone who cared.
0: Right. And and it's and and I thought that was cool. It added a whole lot of different mm-hmm. flair to it. And you know, and, and I'll, I, I will always love Harrison Ford. I, mm-hmm. I don't mean mm-hmm. to disparage him. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, if there is a way you look at his stuff, and you're like, huh. You know, like his cameo in The Expendables It was like anybody could have done that part. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it may just be. His acting style, yeah, but mm-hmm. because, because why well, he appeals yeah, to people too because uh-huh. he
0: has this very stoic, very easy, you know, very very calm kind of like mm-hmm. you know going through the going through the the step of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, because it, I I read and actually I didn't know this. <gasps> one of the reasons he wound up in Carbonite mm-hmm. in Empire was because that he didn't uh, sign on for the third, third movie. movie yet. Yeah, right? they didn't know if he was going to be back or not. Right, so if he wasn't, well. They had their out already. Yeah,
4: because yeah. Harrison Ford wanted Solo to die at the end of this movie, and he did not want to play the character again. So instead of killing the character off, Lucas had a different idea and opted for Han to be frozen on carbonite, just in case Ford had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. And it had agreed. Mm-hmm.
3: And the funny thing is, even after they killed him off, he still kept coming back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's what, that's what made the the cameos that he had after Force Awakens more interesting is be by virtue of the fact you didn't expect him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't expect those moments to happen because he's good. He's fine. I'm done. I'm, I'm Done with this nonsense once and for all. And uh, nope. but then he kept coming back willingly. It was amazing. Yeah. So, and I would never, I would never deign to try and interview Harrison Ford because he's just <sighs> he's horrible in an interview. He, he just he is. He just wants to be an actor. Yeah. He wants he wants to go. Do the job, get paid, go home and do what he wants to do. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to analyze it. I just did it. (laughs) I hear
3: he's a big time stoner too.
0: Really? Uh I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. But. And his wife, Calista Flockhart. Calista
3: Flockhart, the skinniest woman in America. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She is tiny. (laughs) I wonder if that's part of her appeal is that she reminds him of Carrie Fisher.
2: Maybe. Because she is so, just Mm -hmm. so small, small. comparatively speaking. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, so there was a tangent. Yeah, but yeah, that was we're a tangent. still. St- no, it was a tangent.
3: But on top, we stayed, we no, stayed on, it's topic. on topic. It was an on-topic. Stay tangent? on topic. Stay on, on topic. topic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was an on-topic tangent. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, so from from Norway, where we go, we went to Dagobah and. I met Best him fit. in a
1: swamp down in Dago yeah. hey, Bob. all the time like a day. giant carbonated soda. S O D A soda. soda.
0: <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I saw a little
1: run sitting, sitting there, there on a log.
3: I asked him his <laughs> name, and in a dog girl voice, <laughs> he said, Yoda. Yo. <laughs> My Yoda. And they're off and running. That's <laughs> awesome.
2: They're, they're, they're channeling their inner the Weird like,
1: I lifted some rocks. I stood.
0: You listened
3: to this this morning, didn't oh, you?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Oh, That boy. is great. That's fantastic.
3: Uh, now Weird Al's going to sue
0: us. No, we're just going to get banned. We're, we're going to get blocked in, in North Korea, North Korea, Syria, Iran, and...
1: We've got blocked in North Korea for nothing.
0: Yes. I don't even know what they... they... It was amazing, too, because it happened immediately upon posting the, the thing.
1: It was, it was our, 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 our show. Yeah, it was our, our Dan and Chris we episode. We had no music in there, nothing nothing that we didn't own, because I played our do tape in there. Yeah. And somehow we got banned for some other weird thing. It was a, it was
0: a copyright infringement because you played I, that clip from Dude Tape 14 Part 2, and in the background was that Enya music, and I think that's what. Bit, oh, is that what it that's was? What in bit the, you. Oh, that's right. It was in the background. It was, it was, in was the back. It? It, you had music in the background. I forgot it was in the background. So it was a recording of a recording of a recording that we replayed, you know, and, yeah. and they got us for it.
3: So now we know, know North Koreans love Enya. I, yes. I,
1: I, I forgot about the background because yeah. I, I was just focusing on, you know, we are speaking for yeah. are people
0: we you know and that's funny because every time we've gotten one of our episodes blocked on youtube it was being blocked only in those select countries so the these countries that we would consider you know not important to us anyway yeah. you know we can do i don't think we have on. a big viewership there we don't so. have a big viewership in New- north korea but the fact that north koreans are going out a way to block us i love that I, that's a selling point in my opinion let me see
1: blocked in cuba iran north korea and syria so nice. if you wanted to hear it there Sorry Yeah I'm sorry for those people out there Send yeah. your bootlegs Yeah But apparently yeah, Storms of storms in Africa Was the song I, yeah, I forgot that it was even playing when, when Hubie does
0: his retrospective Yeah And then you jump in On the retrospective In the background You're playing I, in, yeah. I,
1: And I completely forgot That he was even playing Because yep. I just focused On the voices
0: That's funny Thank
1: you all right, but no, it, was like, it was literally like that's seven minutes
0: off-topic t- tangent. There it was, like was wasn't
1: seven it? minutes after we posted it. They they, 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 they Holy nailed Holy cow, yeah. that's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah
0: they nailed the us rush. pretty quick for it. That was funny. So yeah, we're not very popular in in North Korea, mm. or maybe we could be, but yeah. the government doesn't the want us. Government, right.
3: Government's holding this down, man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're subversives oh, in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back We're to We're on Dagobah movie. now. We're on Dagobah, <laughs> Dagobah and it's Bespin. A very, it, a very swapped in Dagobah? Because yeah. the movie was, a holy, was Holy on Hoth and then splits to Bespin and Dagobah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it goes anywhere else because because yeah because then when when Luke leaves Dagobah he goes, goes to, Bespin, to Bespin and that's mm-hmm. pretty much where everything kind of winds up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the party split and in D and D you always know you don't split the party, <laughs> okay? Because bad things happen when you split the party.
4: And, and right before they split the party, Luke is on the medical ship. Right. This mm-hmm. is after he kisses Leia, and mm-hmm. then he leans. Back and puts his hands behind his. Well, Leia kissed him. Leia yeah, kissed, he, Leia he, kissed he, him. And then all like smooth. Look and then head. he put his hand, um, arms behind his head, uh-huh. which is reminiscent, throwback to how Chewbacca You're did right, it yeah. in the their chest match. Pre- in the chest match, the hollow chest. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. while they were on deck on, on the Dagobah, if Mark Hamill was when he was having trouble with the Dagobah sc- scenes with Yoda, Frank Oz brought in Miss Piggy to make him laugh <laughs> during that. And well, I gotta so look what I understand, Muppets. another piece of trivia is when Luke hits his head on the um, ceiling of the hut, uh-huh. that happened 12 times before the take actually <laughs> was the one that they liked. So he kept cranking his He's head, head on
0: that on the, the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The things you do for art. I'm telling you.
4: Uh, let's see. The scenes where R2-D2 was submerged in the mud pool were shot in Lucas's unfinished swimming pool. Most of the crew were hidden under the water and the entire sequence was shot by George Lucas.
1: Good God. I hope Kenny Baker wasn't in the suit at that. <laughs> I don't know. There was
4: eight R2-D2 suits and Kenny Baker used two of them that were the lightest.
0: Okay. I mean, that's that, that attention to detail mm-hmm. that you don't see in a lot of places now. You know, I mean, I mean, J.J. Abrams made a point of saying that the sequel trilogy would be made with, with several more practical effects than we're, than we're used to, not not as much CGI. Mm-hmm. And, and you do see it but and we'll talk more about it when we get to the sequel trilogy down the road. Um, it really felt to me that it was like, oh look, we did a practical effect. Aren't you happy for us? Where where this was more of attention to detail. We want it to be done right. We want mm-hmm. to we wanted to really show off what we can make happen to help you help you disconnect mm-hmm. and suspend disbelief so that you can just enjoy what's going on in front of you. Whereas so.
3: back in the day, it it was it was necessity practical event, uh, effects models. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, adats. I'm I'm assuming we're just like uh, yeah, stop motion, stop motion, mm-hmm. stop models. Motion animation. I mean, yep. you could
0: tell. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we we're raised during stop motion animation yeah. era. Mm-hmm. Harry, you know, Harryhausen, Harryhausen, yeah. You know, and everything that is related to stuff that he created. Mm-hmm. When you see the adats moving, you can tell that's a stop motion animation. That's mm-hmm. a practical effect. That's a model that's being moved frame by frame by frame by frame. And- Except
4: towards the end of that battle, it was caught in. Um, real time Mm -hmm. and pyrotechnics were used in order to capture all of that. So that was like the only time was that it wasn't stop motion. It was like towards the end of that when the the AT AT was being blown up.
0: Right. Um, You know, it was funny way back when I was a small kid and there was a day where I was small, um, I would take summer classes at the museum and one of them was a filmmaking class for beginners. I was like Mm. nine, 10 years old and, and the teacher used Legos and the little Lego guys to teach us stop motion animation. And it was amazing. We, we made this little Lego movie. It was about three or four minute long where we're, we're using, um, you know, the fishing wire to, to pull cars along the, the, the thing without being seen as, you know, so mm-hmm. we'd give them some sense of automation, uh, you know, being able to use the pegs so that the little mini figures would be able to stand up and move through the scene. And it was, so it was choppy because they're not very flexible as opposed right. to a, a wax figure on a wire frame. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fun to get that kind of that basic idea of what it would take to really kind of make that come to life. So you can, you, you learn an appreciation at early age with that kind of a thing. And, and then we learned, like I said, we were exposed to all of the original mm-hmm. horror movies and, and uh, fantasy movies the,
3: and the Christmas specials, Christmas specials. yeah, the yeah. Christmas specials. Well, mm-hmm. the puppets and and mm-hmm. best Christmas mm-hmm. specials, yeah,
0: and absolutely. So you see, that's all.
3: And Davy and Goliath,
0: and that was just natural. It was and there, just, yeah. and there are movie houses that still try to bring that. I mean, like what's the the Wallace and Gromit? Oh yeah, yeah, right. That's all yep. stop motion mm-hmm. stuff, and that's the that's fantastic.
3: Chicken Run, I think Chicken
0: Run was in there. Yeah, those chickens are organized. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. Here it is. The Imperial AT-AT walkers were all animated through the traditional go motion techniques, except for the scenes where they fall, mm-hmm. where the walker is tripped up by cables and falls on its head, or the one in which Luke throws a thermal detonator, which falls on its side. These were filmed in real time on high-speed cameras with precision-timed mini pyrotechnic charges.
0: Now, that's artistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's precision. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's something you really... You know, you're you're practicing something. You're not just coding something in and hoping for the best. You know, you're not debugging something. Right. That's that's guys that are really you know, and girls. You know, I, I sorry for being so specific there. Um, you know, that were involved and in making that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was cool. I don't watch the movie. Again.
1: They had to it do it the at the night. time. They couldn't just go back. Yeah, and then the editing floor would go back to the computer and not yeah. just tweak that a little bit right there. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. today. they today. Get, to get it, right. it right once. We got <laughs> get it right. right the first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gotta get it right the first
3: time. Because we're blowing the thing
0: up at the end. So yeah. You
1: know.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so let's talk about the Dagobah arc. Uh you know, we'll we'll talk about the the adventures of Luke Skywalker on Dagobah and meeting Yoda. And it, I think it was great because here you are in nineteen eighty and you're you're being shown Something that, on a much grander scale, we're dealing with in society today. Luke had an impression of who Yoda was in his head. A great warrior. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking of some big strapping dude who's probably a little gray around the edges, but is going to be like this powerful presence and completely just bypasses this little green guy with the Mm -hmm. big ears and the funny speech. Mm -hmm. Just completely ignores the fact that this guy could be powerful. That this guy could be wise or you know be an educator or a trainer of any just completely ignores it. And and suddenly has his eyes open to to the fact that size matters not. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and don't judge by how something looks. Just don't you don't can't you can't discount it. You have to take it all in. You have to be open to possibilities. Mm-hmm. And and I remember from an early age, as as Yoga is training Luke and Luke is just being this whiny, frustrated kid. I'm like, from an early age, I'm like, that wouldn't have been me. I would have failed, sure, but I would have been like, all right, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. What, what do I do now? What do I do now? How do I do it better? And I'd get frustrated, sure, but I wouldn't be like, ah, it's impossible. I can't do that. I always wanted to smack Luke Skywalker across the back of the head. Like, what you are you doing? Because
4: to, to Station for power Park converters.
0: converters. Yeah. <laughs> <You> lazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, but, so he was 18 in the first movie, so yes. he's 21 here. So right. he, he's seen some battle, but still he's, mm-hmm. he's still oh, kind of kid, uncertain yeah. of mm-hmm. who he is and... And what he is. And so he's got to mm. confront that.
0: So when Attack of the Clones comes out and you see Hayden Christensen as, as Anakin Skywalker in that first scene. Now you out, see
4: where, where you're, you're like, oh, so whiny <laughs>
0: bitch is a bloodline thing. Got ya. OK. The <laughs> apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I just I remember like just it was it was a first time for me that I could look at the hero and I could be. I wanted to to root for the hero, but I could also see myself in, in, in the place of not only in the place mm-hmm. of the hero. But doing it better than the... (laughs) Because there were times where Luke
3: was sort of uh, human C-3PO. Right? Mm -hmm. Prissy little whiny pizza. Mm
2: -hmm. What the hell?
0: (laughs) You know, I I think the the older I got and the more I look back at it, I'm like, you know, I could have pulled that X-Wing out of the swamp. It would have taken me a couple tries. I would have screwed it up Mm -hmm. a few times, but...
1: Once you saw it move, you keep on trying.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If I can make it move, I'm bringing that damn thing up. Right. You you know me when I put my teeth into something, <laughs> it's over. You know. So it was so it was so weird to see how that that whole that whole thought pattern unfurled because you also got the sense that wow, Luke really is in danger right now because he wants to do the right thing, but he doesn't want to do the work to get to the right thing. He is. He wants a shortcut. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he could potentially fall. Mm -hmm. you see that shortcut is the dark side Uh uh-huh you you see that that lure that pull that like oh he really could become a bad guy in Mm -hmm. all of this and I know that was back and forth that they were talking about that on several occasions where they might show Luke pull a turn somewhere along the line for a bit and then redeem himself and then redeem Vader or something along those lines but I don't know it just it it, I just that whole Dagobah sequence I always wondered how I if I were personally Luke Skywalker myself how would that have gone (laughs) You know. If you were George Lucas, would you have written it the same
1: way? Did how, did it did it fit into the overall
0: plot of the movie? At the time when I was thirteen, fourteen, and learning mm-hmm. how to be a, a story writer myself, mm-hmm. I would have because that's hubris, right? That's that's the arrogance of of a creative teenager thinking he could do the job better than who already did it, you know. And so I would have made Luke less whiny. I would have made him more determined. I would have made him, you know, try harder to be successful and accept what he was doing. Um, but now, as you know, and I was just hinting at it a moment ago, you look back at it and you're like, wow, you really needed that, that uncertainty. You really need to be like, no, Luke, what are you doing? Come on, you're a moron. You know, you need that to kind of like be able to pull back and look at the story and go in the greater scheme of things, you would not have the successful future Jedi master if he had not been dancing both sides of the line for a moment there. Mm-hmm. Anna, and
1: it left open the possibility he could fail because right. he's not doing it right. So yeah. and, you don't, you're not sure at the end. I pulled up
4: the trivia re- regards that the sequence in which Luke Skywalker engages the faith, <clears throat> the faith, yeah. the the yeah, fake Darth Vader and a lightsaber duel in the dark side cave mm-hmm. was filmed in slow motion in order to make it dramatic and horrifying as it shows that Luke learns that he is not far from turning to the dark side.
0: Right, when, he, when the face mask blows away off and, and, he, and sees he sees his own some, face. Right. Which apparently was Mark Hamill. Uh-huh. They, they they built the set. They couldn't figure out how to get a good proper mask of him for the Darth Vader helmet. When so he decapitates Vader's head in this in this slow mo battle on Dagoba, and the head is supposed to there, and the face mask blows off, and he's supposed to see a, a image of his own face. But they couldn't make the face mask work, so it was convincing enough to look like. So it's actually him under a floor piece, sticking his head up into this busted oh. mask, <laughs> looking as as wide eyed and dead mm. as possible. Mm.
1: So it worked.
3: Practical yeah. effects. Exactly. exactly. See,
0: now they would have done that with CGI and it would have been a lot easier on everybody. But, but they, they put the detail work in. Right. You know. Or in the words of uh, John Lovitz, acting. Acting. <laughs> we are thespians.
4: Oh, boy. He was the, um, during the Dagobah scenes, he was the only person on the call sheet as an actor. Everyone else was
0: crew. Wow.
3: Oh, I guess that makes sense, because yeah, it was him and Yoda, true. so yeah. Frank Oz is crew. the only other...
0: He's crew. Yeah. It's in that crew. Yeah. Yeah. And Kenny Baker, I don't even think, showed up in the R2 suit for mm-hmm. that one.
4: Yeah, because they, with regards to the eight R2 suits, um, two Kenny Baker used that were lighter than the ones from um, A New Hope. Three were ones that were dented and banged and things like that, that mm-hmm. would run into stuff. And then three of them were controlled remote control. Hmm. So, um, and I just saw that the um, swamp creature that tries to eat
0: R2-D2
4: did not have a name in the movie, but was given a name in um, the video game. Okay. And it was Hagobad, H-A-G-O-B-A-D.
0: Hagobad? Hagobad.
3: He... He-go-bad.
0: Degobah. An Which anagram. is anagram for Degobah. Oh. Mm-hmm. He-go-bad. Degobah. Okay.
3: He-go-bad. <laughs>
0: He-go-bad. He-go-bad. So. Lego my ego. So, you know, and then, and then you know, I think that, you know, if, if, if Luke is more determined and wants to be successful more, then he's less likely to react to the vision he saw. He's less likely to leave Dagobah to try and rescue Han and Leia. Yeah, Han and Leia. I got that right for a change. Okay, that I'm cool. impressed
1: with those X-Wings can stay in the water for so, so long, and they work without a problem.
0: Isn't yeah. that a thing? That's amazing. You know. And,
4: and, and when um, Obi-Wan and Yoda were encouraging Luke to stay on Dagobah mm-hmm. and to stop the training, the snake that Luke pulls out of the cockpit or whatever mm-hmm. of the X-Wing, um, he actually was bit by it. In, in, though, even though it was harmless, he actually was bit by it on set that's when funny. he was pulling the stuff out. That was another of piece engine, of trivia that was The in engine
0: there. intake there. Yeah, yeah it's sturdy things, those X-Wings. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. then that very X-Wing gets... You know, if you follow all the way to the sequel trills, you spent 30 years in an ocean. Right, and it still works after
1: and that. And it still worked just fine yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah, come on.
0: Well, it's, it's sealed maybe, against the pressures of space. Maybe, so maybe it's just a little water. sealed with maybe. the force. Yeah, that's it. Okay.
1: <laughs> sure. They built things to last... Back then,
4: even better yeah. than stuff today.
0: <laughs> they are definitely not built by uh, Tesla. So,
3: and one one piece of uh, information I I didn't want to um, to Google or Wikipedia. I, I just wanted: Did George Lucas hire Billy D. Williams because he felt they needed a black guy? And uh,
0: I'd wonder. I mean, we we talked about it last week, where Billy D. Williams was up for the Han Solo part, so he was always on George Lucas's radar. So I always wonder if he cast Lando, you know, Billy D as, as Lando because he wanted the guy in. He wanted he liked the guy. He wanted to have yeah. that actor in the movie and have a fairly integral part. But is Billy D Williams also the token black guy? Mm-hmm. You know, which back, I, I don't back know. Back then,
1: happened more.
0: It it did happen more often. I mean, you know, it was more of a kind of a passing thing. Um,
1: but maybe he brought brought some Colt forty five and oh, don't don't see,
0: you're making it worse. <laughs> you're making it worse, man. I You know, I I wonder, though, because there, there was a tremendous amount of diversity implied in Lucas's vision. You know, the Empire was very uniform. It was all white British guys, basically, mm-hmm. right? And I think that kind of uniformity was supposed to be part of the story. It was not meant to be a slight to anybody else, but it was meant to indicate that the Empire is... It, this is the Empire's thing. It's idiom. It looks uniform. It looks identical all the stormtroopers were dehumanized Mm -hmm. by having the same outfit um you know but then the quote-unquote other side of life the good guys and and, and everything else were a wide variety of everybody
2: Mm -hmm. you know
0: aliens came in all shapes and sizes and you saw that outside of the empire you know outside of the empire you saw all of the the different races and the different aliens and different looks um i don't know if billy d williams was the the token black guy but I, I think there was a it was a much better reason that lucas brought him on board
4: well yafit kato mm-hmm. was offered the role of lando calrissian initially but he turned it down because he believed that he would be killed off and it would be difficult for him to find work after that mm-hmm. and when because I, I didn't know the name so i clicked it
3: oh yeah yafit kato kato, kato. kato he's, mm-hmm. he's been a lot of stuff he was
0: an alien the, the original right, movie yeah. Yep. Yeah, as one of the as one of the workers and I've seen him in a ton of things. Live and let
4: die, Midnight Run. Great character actor.
0: Mm-hmm. He just passed away recently if I remember yes. correctly. Yeah, so. Yeah, just mm-hmm. within the past few months if I think.
4: March 15th.
0: Mm-hmm. He was a hell of a guy. Just a hell of a guy. But uh I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. And and I in, in in today's society we're prepared to talk about that a little bit better than than in the past. We would mm-hmm. we would not we would ignore that as just like eh hey, whatever. You know, back in the 80s, but nowadays I mean,
3: He was perfect for the role.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and mm-hmm. it wasn't a throwaway part either. No, you know, it was there was, and he's he's had this longevity in that in that role as well. Mm-hmm.
4: And it's funny because Billy D. Williams has said that whenever he would pick up his daughter from elementary school, the mm-hmm. children would start arguments with him. They accused him of betraying Han Solo. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's happened to a lot of actors. Yeah. The kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, he stopped oh. acting. He gave yeah, up acting because he just, just was like...
4: Death threats and oh
0: everything. Yeah. He got he, he did such a great job with the part that people loathe the human as well as the character. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, yeah. the actor's just acting, dude. Leave him alone. So but it's, that it happening. shows how
1: much people get into them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Just, you can't separate... It's hard to separate the actor from the... If, especially if that's the only part you know him in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who, I never heard of him, you know, the Game of Thrones guy, I never heard of him before, but that's, mm-hmm. so, all you know about him is evil King
0: Joffrey there. Right. Just exactly. think
3: about what bad guy pro wrestlers go through.
0: Oh, I know. It, People are costing them on the street because they, they mm-hmm. can't separate. Mm-hmm. Sorry, spoilers, yeah. but wrestling is scripted. Just saying. It is? It is. Oh, oh my God. We did a whole podcast on that.
4: I don't think I was listening. Tommy wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I don't think I was listening.
0: (laughs) So we talked about Dagobah a little bit. Let's talk about Bespin. How are we doing on recording time?
1: About 50 minutes.
0: 50 minutes? We'll spend a little time on on Bespin because that's going to take us up to the end of the movie Mm -hmm. too. Um, Again, like we say in D&D, you don't split the party. So here's Han, Leia, (laughs) Chewie, C-3PO. C-3PO gets taken out as soon as they hit the Bespin. He got really split. I mean, I tell you. (laughs) Are you having problems with your droid? Understatement of the damn century right there. (laughs) <laughs> the thing is in a basket. Poor C3PO is in like eight different pieces in a basket. Yeah. And Lando goes, having issues with your droid? Really, really? Captain Obvious? <laughs> no, he's just fine. He's fine. He does that. It's his kung fu grip. We're just updating it. It's great. But you know, it's it. You get that that sense of something has gone wrong right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And and then when they get invited to tea there mm-hmm. and they open the door and there's vader at the other end of the table and let me just say i, I got i gotta I got find this i gotta find that because there was the whole this whole thing about han
4: well while they're doing um that that going into their um lando offers leia his arm and leia accepts and then han goes to offer his arm mm-hmm. to kind of play on the the jealousy factor yeah. of it
0: yeah you're seeing that whole that whole relationship thing building and I can't type on my phone for the life of me right now. I should have had this set up better.
4: That's okay. While you're looking at it, I um, also saw that the Cloud City was based on the Art Deco um, machine age um, posters of the 1920s and 30s.
1: Hmm. Okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Just the All the weight, all the... All the
4: Art Deco design. Art, yeah, the, yeah. Machine age designs from the 1920s to the 1930s
0: and, and, and here's, I found what I was looking for and and I apologize this this next phrase is way is rated deal with it, there's a little bit of language involved uh, so Han's walking down the halls of Bespin with his old friend Lando, Leia's there looking good, Han's thinking he's going to have some wine maybe flirt a little bit, then back to the old guest quarters with her hotness, but doors <laughs> open and there's Darth Vader Han doesn't look incredulously at Lando he doesn't duck, he doesn't run away what does Han do? He starts shooting at the motherfucker, <laughs> he starts shooting be like Han <laughs> I think that said everything about the character too, because yeah. that's it. There was no, there was no second guessing. There was no stop and hesitation. He sees Vader, he pulls out his gun, and he goes to town.
1: Doesn't do any good, but doesn't he does do it. any good. But damn, I mean, it, he was, does like, it. it. it
0: was a decision making process, and it happened in a split second. And there's you, you see Han Solo in a nutshell right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about to go down. I'm in. You know, <laughs> see, I thought that was amazing. Yeah.
4: According to Billy D. Williams, Lando mm-hmm. Calrissian betrayed Han Solo because he was trying to prevent the demise of Han Solo and his friends because he had no choice. Right. And that when you're dealing with Darth Vader and you know Lando did stand up to Darth Vader for about two seconds and realized that that could be a huge mistake. But he had to devise something, so he had to come up with something in order to try and keep his situation going, So, which he finally ended up losing as a result anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to see the, how the the characters they have their their ebb and their flow, you know, and, and, the, and their motivations and whatnot. I don't know. Was there anything about Best Man you would have changed, Billy?
3: I no. The whole sequence. No, I, I I just I I saw Empire Strikes Back when it first came out right. three or four times at the theater, mm-hmm. and the first time, no, at the end where you're left or basically the bad guys won. Yeah. You're like, no! Yeah, (laughs) seriously. (laughs) I must have missed something. I'm going to watch this again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, is there more? I I, I remember being in the theater with my mother. My mom Mm -hmm. took me to see it in the theater the Mm -hmm. first time. And at one point, she has her hand on my chest Mm -hmm. and she's like, do you do you want to leave? Is it? Are you okay? And she's whispering in my ear like, "We can we can take off if this is too much for you." And my my apparently my heart was pounding, wow. and I'm like gripping under the chair, and I'm like I'm watching this whole thing unfurl. I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" You know, because like you do when you're nine. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, that's that, that's. I think it's like one of those first times where you see yeah. a movie sequel, the bad guys win.
2: Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know,
0: for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. Now
3: now it's pretty common because there's gonna be a sequel to the right. sequel. Right. And actually, even back then, as a wrestling fan, back then, I should have realized, of course, because mm-hmm. there's always a point in wrestling where the bad guy wins. Mm-hmm. He's the champion or he's has the upper hand on the good guy. He he's in control of the feud because you need the point. Where the good guy comes back and, right. and triumphs, mm-hmm.
0: and that's because so that's, lo- that's what we love. We love to see that underdog win.
3: You need the bad guy in control yeah. for, any from a minute, a week, a, a year, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you need the bad guy to have his victories for the good for the good guys to mean anything.
0: Right? Because if they just stampede from beginning to end, mm-hmm. oh, we're we're going to win now. We're the we're the good guys. We're going to yeah. win now. Then it you, you lose something in the right. in the process and so this entire movie was just just to change how cinema in adventure cinema you know mm-hmm. sci-fi and fantasy and you know action stuff how it was told
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know because never you never see anything like that before and now you start seeing it since because I mean back then
3: there were ser- movie <laughs> series but there weren't many sequels there was the james bond series but they were self-contained
2: right and separate adventures
3: finger didn't reference dr no and no live and let die didn't reference um... there's a spider
0: hanging right here or my no right here. do you
3: got him
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's jumping around my floor now I'll vacuum them up later. Wow.
3: <laughs> Flamethrower. Team I, I, I saw I, Chris's I, I, actual... Like, like, I, 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 saw, I, I, I yeah.
0: saw this little black dot in the middle of the table, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Does something fly? And then I see him climbing down mm. his little web, and I'm like, oh, okay. And, I, and I'm, I'm pointing right at it, and it's in the middle of the table, and poor Billy thinks I'm pointing yeah. past him, so he's looking up. No, no, <laughs> right, I know. I know the
4: rest of us are yeah. looking into your living room going, what? Yeah,
0: and I'm trying, Chris
3: has seen
4: ghosts. <laughs>
3: Is it a forest ghost?
0: <laughs> it could be. It's a
3: ghost. It's a gorilla. But there weren't many sequels. There were mm-hmm. self contained stories, stories with yeah. the same characters, whether it was Tarzan or James yeah. Bond. And, and as far as kids' movies were concerned,
0: yeah. think about what we had in the 70s. We had Herbie and yeah. Benji. I mean, they were all separate stories. Yeah. Right? Right, They were each kind of like installments. Okay, what are
3: they going to do now, but in two hours, they come out on top. Right? Yeah. The, they
0: know, always come out it. on top. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, even even the serials, the Flash Gordon serials, you had a, the occasional cliffhanger. Yeah. But, you know, um, it really doesn't translate, because that was the, the serials, not like the full-on big yeah. features. Mm-hmm. So this but, was the first real absolute cliffhanger in, in a movie.
3: Yeah. Which is up to now, I mean, up to Endgame. and. hmm you know, the, the Avengers movies.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Infinity War was really your first kind yeah. of like cliffhanger in the, in the MCU. Yeah. Where the, we're the yeah. bad guy won. Well, Harry no, Potter, spoiler. the series. Yeah. Every, everybody just kind of like chunks right along and you know, it's wrapped up and they go home at the end mm-hmm. of the school year. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the only time you have a cliffhanger is because the seventh book was turned into two movies. Two movies right. Yeah. You know, and so that, I don't know if that really counts. That could, doesn't really count. No. I really wouldn't consider it as counting. And we'll talk more about that when we hit the Harry Potter Caesar mm-hmm. series Caesar. later in the season. The Caesar. Caesar's. Hail Caesar. Mm. I like Caesar. Pizza, salads. pizza. Pizza, pizza. Anyway. Um, so everything about Bespin is, is a ploy to get a hold of Luke's attention. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And everything on Dagobah was trying to prepare Luke for what was going to come next, not realizing it was going to be as soon as Bespin. So the the culmination of it is Hans and a block of carbonite. Okay, wonderful, which leads to that iconic scene where where Carrie, you know where Leia yells out "I love you," and he says "I no. know." You know,
4: and that was not ad libbed.
0: Nope, it was. It was, it was not. Well, there's there's. It's the way it happens because the whole scene was written originally as I love you, yes, I love you too. Uh,
4: no, the scene was written, um, because I did find the trivia on that, and of mm-hmm. course, I just went past there's a whole it. story behind that, yeah, there is cool. a story because Carrie Fisher did not know that the line had been changed. Uh huh, that's what was like possibly her reaction was ad libbed, but um, there was like a longer thing, but he didn't know if he was going to be returning, mm-hmm. so um. Where is the...
3: Difference? See, I, I thought I just read within the last couple of days that it had been written a couple of different ways, it, and yeah. they told them, what, say what you think is
2: natural.
0: Well, what it, the story that I'd heard, and this was just recently as well, I mean, I've heard the yeah. d- different versions of the story over the years, but they've always been kind of similar to each other, but the way I heard is that it was written in the, the original script. Mm-hmm. She yells out, I love you. Mm-hmm. He says, "I love you back." Mm-hmm. And they tried it a couple of times, and it just wasn't fitting. Didn't right. It didn't mm-hmm. feel right. And so they took a break. They went about their business. They worked on other scenes, and they mm-hmm. went to come back to it. And before they came back to it, uh, the, the story I heard is that Kirshner, the director, mm-hmm. went to Harrison Ford and said, "Look, I know you. I know you're not feeling it. Do whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do just just go with what comes naturally. Go with what you think is going to work. You know, say say whatever you think is going to work." Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford thought about it, said, "Okay, I think I got something." And they went and they ran it, and Carrie Fisher yells out, "I love you!" And he looks at her and goes, "I know." Yeah, I still can't. Fart. And that was that. And that's iconic. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is iconic. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I've, I can't think of how many, uh, you know, boys, boyfriend, girlfriend situations I've seen over the years. Where the girl will say "I love you" and he turns around and goes "I know," and she swoons over it because she knows what he's channeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's 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 adorable to watch, and it's 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 it, it was unexpected, unexpected, you know? and you, you and don't, appropriate and appropriate for the character. Mm-hmm. It really was. It was him, you know. And uh, and and then of course, then she gets to mirror it in, in Return of the Jedi when he right. goes "I love you," and she's like "I know."
4: <laughs> yeah, because he was supposed to say like he was supposed to say something along the lines. Remember that because. Or something, some or other. sappy long, yeah, this, yeah some
2: sappy, sappy monologue long monologue
0: that something completely, something completely not Harrison Ford. Something completely not Harrison Ford esque, mm-hmm. you know. And here we are, and then and and uh, and then that's that. That's the end of that line, and then it's getting Leia and Chewy and, and R two and what's left to C three PO out of there, mm-hmm. and then uh, and so and then Lando double crosses the double cross, right, and and tries to fix things after he's already irrevocably broken stuff. And uh, and that's that. Mm -hmm. It kind of starts wrapping up that whole part of the that that part of the story, and you're back to the inevitable confrontation, uh, Luke and uh, and Vader, and leading to that completely iconic moment. Mm -hmm. Another one, you know, where I remember seeing an interview with James Earl Jones, and um, Lucas uh, is sitting down with the script. And uh, and the original scripted line in the original script was, Obi-Wan killed your father. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. But that was always meant to be a decoy. From the moment Lucas started writing Empire Strikes Back, this was the moment he was looking forward to the most. But in all of the scripts, because secrecy was such a thing, he wanted, its, he wanted Vader to say, Obi-Wan killed your father. So that everybody would be thinking that was going to be the thing, the big mm. reveal, not knowing that what is. was coming. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so James Earl Jones, there's this great interview. I, I saw it on YouTube recently. Uh, and they're, he's, they're leading up to it. And he goes, and so George sits me down. And he says, this is the actual line. And he has me a piece of paper. And I read it. I am your father. The devil you say. In the, in the, in the way that George, James Earl Jones can only say it. You know, that, that, with that voice <laughs> that can, can resonate duplicate. through concrete, yeah. right? It's, and, it, you know, and he was just so shocked by it himself. He was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? and, then, and then I saw another one where, where Mark Hamill was brought into an office and uh, and Kirshner says, "Okay, I'm about to tell you something."
4: And you can't tell and anybody else. No,
0: no. He, the exact way Mark Hamill was told was told. It was, "I know this thing. George knows this thing, and then you will know this thing." So we know that if somebody else hears this, it's going to come from you. <laughs> it's going to have come from you. Yeah. So and then tells them what what the what's going to happen and what the actual twist is. And and Hamill will go on to say, as soon as that meeting was over with, I had to go to lunch with Carrie. Oh. The absolute worst person to tell anything, right? Because right. because had to you know, you, you, carry. If you wanted anybody to have a secret, if you wanted the entire cast to have a secret, you told Carrie. It was telephone, telegram, telecarry. Yeah, you know, that was, <laughs> and, uh, it, and then she would spread it all over the place. So so to have
4: that knowledge, to have
0: that knowledge, and you sit down at lunch with with uh, with Carrie Fisher, and she says, "Well, what was the meeting with George all about?" And he saw oh, it was nothing much, just some plot stuff." And she knew he was full of shit right there on the spot. She knew it. And She started pumping him for information. And he couldn't. He wouldn't break. He held. He held true. They but say he didn't tell his wife. He didn't even tell his yeah. wife. Yes. No. What a hard secret to keep, my guys. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that the thing? And mm. and I mean, we're so we're so spoiler starved now. We want them all the time. We want to know everything about the movie before we see it these days, which is, I think is horrible. But. To have that secret out there and have it kept and you're in that audience. I remember that moment. Nine years old. Mm-hmm. I remember that moment and you hear Vader say, I am your father. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Um, and uh, and funny. the entire auditorium went like, what? At the same time. It was like, there was, was, amazing. There was, there was people going, what? <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was amazing.
4: And David Prowse did not know any of those lines right because yeah. he had he known he said that he would have acted a little differently during yeah his body the, movements would have been different have been a little, yeah. yeah
0: but mm-hmm. they kept they kept the actual reveal away f- even from him mm-hmm. you know so even even vader didn't know what he was about to say <laughs> it reminds me do do any of you watch the good place i watched I, a little uh, bit of the first season but i never really got into it
4: when we watched it okay oh, yeah
3: the the Ted Danson, I guess, is the one never tells spoilers to. Okay. He'll tell everyone. <laughs> and the, uh, especially the end of the first season, there's a really big spoiler. Yeah. That they, they eventually had to bring the entire cast in to the office just before they filmed it to explain this last episode because no one knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And if you go on YouTube, there's video of... Is um, it Greg Daniels or... Mike Shore, the creator of the show uh-huh. telling them what the spoiler for this last episode is, and they're all freaking out Yeah, and it's so much fun. And that's what it reminds me of the, the, uh, Mark Hamill being mm-hmm. the only one to know the "I am your father" part. Right. They say Harrison Ford found out watching the movie at yeah. the premiere.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, crazy. Then, and then there's and then a Mark Hamill does this great impression yeah. of Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, kid, you didn't tell me anything. And, and <laughs> yeah. I know I does... was looking for that yeah. piece of. And trina. then Harrison Ford apparently busted him for it he goes, yeah. I don't sound like that. Yeah, yeah, you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of oh jeez. So. Oh, and they H. tried H. to do the didn't.
1: same thing at the, in the Mandalorian I mean whether, right. uh, they keep that secret there yeah
0: and they succeed And they in today's age they succeeded they succeeded I mean everybody knew a Jedi was going to show up at the end of Mandalorian they yeah. just didn't know which one and when you see Don't. that figure walking down the hall with the black cloak it's obvious it's like mm-hmm. th- and then the green lightsaber comes out with it's the like, gloved oh, hand just chills it's and, just, oh my god I remember freaking spoilers. out spoilers
4: <laughs> for those that haven't seen Mandalorian,
0: I am sitting there on my couch, my poor yeah. dog. I'm like, oh my god, it's him! It's him! It's him! I'm 50 years old, and I'm acting like a 12 year old kid. I'm like, oh my god!
1: <laughs> well, it is made for kids. The movies, you know. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. or kids at heart. That's right. You
0: know, so it's a thing. So wow. here we are. Yeah. So that we're, was- we're at the um, we're at the end of that particular story, and um,
4: we're gonna have to possibly take a quick break because we're gonna take a quick
0: break at this point. So I and uh, and we'll talk. We'll wrap up some thoughts in a moment. back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls dudes and dude at um so yeah i mean it it, it it was kind of weird we went to break really quickly there because something happened in the background um but i i loved how we, we've talked about it before already today the, the movie ending on a cliffhanger i think that's the best part is it leaves you hanging it one wa- mm-hmm. it, it leaves you wanting more so having you know, having a sequel that was successful to begin with was was a new thing but then having a sequel that made you look for the next sequel, like, oh, my God, there has to be another one now. You have mm-hmm. to have it. You have to see you have to see everything come back.
3: Which brings up a point that they knew going into this one that there'd be a third one. Right. Mm-hmm. When they made the first one. There
4: wasn't they sure no. if there was yeah. going to be because yeah. like the first one. First one could have bombed
3: nice. and you never and then hear was from that. again. again. Yeah. Right.
0: But then in the interim between the second and the third one, you start hearing all of what George Lucas had been thinking about all along. You know, you're getting interviews. I think we were talking about it last week a little bit. There was interviews from, with Carrie and Mark, mm-hmm. and, and they were talking about, oh, yeah, George, we're going to start working on that third movie soon, Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Jedi. Jedi yes. And it's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> you know, But you start, and I remember even at a young age, hearing about a lot of the backstory stuff, I knew that Obi-Wan had thrown Vader into a, a lava pit, and that's why Vader had to have the armor. You know, Mm like I I think I was eleven or twelve years old. We were talking about stuff that we'd read in novelizations or Mm -hmm. heard in, you know, saw in comic books and stuff like that. Things that had been hinted at that there was this big battle between the two of them long before the first movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And then to have that actually be able to come to life in Return or uh, Revenge of the Sith, Mm -hmm. you know, Episode Three way back later. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, that's that was really a thing. I thought that was just an Mm -hmm. urban legend. You know, but it really was the actual story. And you start hearing more and more about what Lucas had in mind. The whole. Journal of the Wills and, and um, you know, the Battle of the Star Wars and this, that, and the other thing. So it was cool to see how this whole vision has kind of unfolded. And, and yeah, we've kind of come to grips that in, in recent years with the sequel trilogy, it has it's, it's a little off the rails compared to what we probably thought it would be. But there are so many other Star Wars stories out there, and, and, and over time, we'll talk about them all. Like, next week, we'll talk about Return of the Jedi, uh, and then we're going to jump off to something else non-Star Wars for a little while. Uh, but there's so much to talk about we can talk about star wars on and off for years to come we could have
4: just had a star wars podcast
0: we really could have had it but there's so many out there i truly you know? yeah so we want to talk about some other things as well along the way there's there's some really cool materials and if there's stuff that you the listener at home want us to the four of us to think about and talk about challenge you know, us challenge us let us know i mean we're we're always willing to listen mm-hmm. and watch something new stuff mm-hmm. that we haven't seen before i just started watching on netflix shadow and bone mhm and, and I'm three episodes in, and, and I'm I'm really kind of I'm not loving it yet, but I'm really interested, intrigued by it. Susan liked the book. Okay, and I figured it was probably based on a book. Yeah. So I'm waiting. That- I'm trying to get into it. I, I,
4: tr- I I'm with it, Dan. It, I was trying to get into it. I,
0: and- I'm not fully invested yet, but there's enough keeping me going from episode to episode to see how things are going unfolding. I pick up a little at a time
1: here and there, but I'm not I, I I'm not engrossed in it yet. I can't. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but and I, guess-
0: and I think somewhere along the line we're gonna have to to drop the not a. Uh, and once in a while, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do an actual book club thing, mm-hmm. because I haven't read a, an actual proper book in such a long time. I'd love to be able to sit down and have a reason to read something. And if I'm doing it as homework, then so much the better. And, and Shiker's
3: this- Guide to the Gal. Oh,
0: sorry. yeah, no, that'd be a great book.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I tried.
4: And we failed. did it for a book club. We, l- for we love you anyway. FC3 That's okay.
0: We should
1: do a book and
0: a movie at the same time. That would be and interesting. And That's contrast. an interesting idea. Yes, I like that idea. Um, So let's jump into a question of the week. Do we have one available to us at the moment? Sure. Hey, Dan, pick a number. There's another Dan in the room at the moment. Pick a number between 1 and 415. 212. 212.
1: I was going to use number 10. That's the couple of Star Wars. 212. 212 is... We've done that before. We have
0: done 212
1: already?
0: Uh, We already did it. We already did number 212 apparently. What's another one? 111. 111.
1: 111. What actors or actresses play the same character in almost every
0: movie or show they do? Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. No, wait, I can't say that because there's Tango and Cash. He t- yes. plays something different. Um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler.
2: That's
0: a good one. Although, Adam Sandler's been challenging himself lately. I, I know there's a couple movies that have come out recently that he starred in that have been.
3: He's done a couple dramas, A couple I dramas yeah. here and
0: there, but mainly if he's playing a comedy, yeah. you know you're getting basically the same thing. Oh, for man. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. That's another guy. <laughs> he's
4: um, not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Uh,
0: Let's see. Dan a- Belding is the worst at that. I mean, he is just he's this character actor. Well, oh, he's a character. Nice no, the kid in the kitchen yeah, right yeah. now. They picked out number one eleven.
4: <laughs> um, any actor <clears throat> and actresses
3: from the Hallmark Channel?
0: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh, it's yes. the same movie. There's only one movie it's in the same,
0: It's
3: just name different, name, different Ch- change. Different Lori Laughlin even went to jail. <laughs> yes.
0: See? It's real. In the movie.
2: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, Schwarzenegger, to a particular degree, played a lot of the same characters. A lot of them. then there's like Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not twins. A toma. twins. Twins. <laughs> twins was great. Um, Chris Hemsworth, for a while, looked like he was about to get pigeonholed into a certain type of role because of Thor, but then he mm-hmm. broke out mm-hmm. of that. And he's done a lot of interest, and then he was able to change up Thor. Even mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when people saw how funny he could be. Yeah. So you they, see, became right direct-
3: uh, Guardian of the Galaxy. They, yes. they picked the right director. And yes, they changed that's,
0: the director. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, when you when you do that, you, you can inspire somebody to do more. Um,
1: it was pretty amazing. Angelina Jolie.
0: I, yeah. Is fairly yeah. similar mm-hmm. and all. I mean, she's always playing some sort Lara of unhinged.
4: Mister. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. some
0: sort of action based, badass, little unhinged. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter, mm-hmm. for instance. The first time I saw her as relatively normal was recently. In, I watched Enola, Enola Holmes, Holmes with, with Tanya here. And uh, and she plays Enola and Sherlock and Mycroft Holmes' mother. mother. Hmm.
4: She's still a little off her rocker. Well, but, but, but in an not an entertaining, f- She's not like, off. we're
0: not talking Bellatrix Lestrange level nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> Who else? Cary Grant. If we want to go classics, Cary yes. Grant was always the smooth leading man kind mm-hmm. of guy. Mm-hmm. Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire, absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, James Cagney was always the tough guy.
3: Except when he played um, George M. Cohen. Guy wrote, yeah, I'm a Yankee doodle. Oh, right, right, right.
0: Yeah. He okay. was a song and dance guy. So even yeah. all of the mostly yeah. pigeonholed ca- er- yeah. character actors Can find ways out. to break out once yeah. in a while.
4: Julie Andrews.
0: Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. I, well, did you ever see Victor Victoria? You will see a different side of no, yes. it's sob. Oh, that's right. Sob was that one. Uh huh. Yep.
3: Sob yeah, uh, yeah. is Tom Hanks always a good guy now, kind of like a modern day Jimmy Stewart.
1: Yeah, but it's the roles are so such a variety of roles though. So yeah. he plays different
0: personalities, but he always plays the He's always you know, like the everyman. He really, yeah. you, you. I think that's you nailed it. Tom Hanks is really the Jimmy Stewart of of this generation, really in that in that regard. So. I mean, there was the Lady Killers. Yeah, you play somebody's a little off that, that's color. That's an but...
3: interesting movie. A lot of people didn't like Lady Killers. <laughs> I, I watched. But I, I, I watched most it. of it. I didn't. I, I, I was, It was all right. It. Yeah. it didn't
0: bowl me over, but it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Um, so yeah. So think of mm-hmm. some of those other pigeonhole type actors. Um, we could maybe talk about see how playing the doctor changed the or 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 locked in the careers of various actors because Colin Baker. You know, what did he do after he was the Dr. Mm -hmm. Tom Baker? You know, I mean, they played bit parts and cameos, but they banked on people seeing them as the doctor at that point. Well, then you got David Tennant. David Tennant has definitely broken the mold. So Matt Matt Smith is also breaking Mm -hmm. that mold at this point. Chris Eccleston also, you know, for the Mm -hmm. most part, Peter Capaldi had a career long before he became the doctor. So his, I don't think he's ever going to get locked in as anything Mm -hmm. in particular, but we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Mm -hmm. So let me know what you guys think at home, you know, and see what you see if there's anybody who comes to mind. So how's that? Is that good? I think it's pretty good. That's good. Billy. Yay. Good. Yay! We stayed on target. It was amazing. Stay on
4: target. Yay. Stay on target we most did of our the time. Best. Yeah.
0: So uh hey Dan. Hey Chris. I am your father. <gasps>
4: no. Oh! Anyway, I thought you were his brother.
0: I'm that. That's more importantly, Yes. Yeah. That's true. Yes. So uh, but uh, but but anyway, hey Dan. Hey Chris. Hit it. This has been FC3's monkey business. Produced by the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con. Coming at you like a spider monkey on September 25th and 26th of September 2021 at the Total Sports Experience in Gates. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us wherever we go, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. Have a safe week. And we will talk to you again next week.
4: Dun, dun. 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 You're having too
0: much
2: fun with that button.